are powerful allies and change makers in the movement against gender-based violence. In this series, we have honest conversations about our encounters with such violence. Sharing stories of what we have seen, faced and learned as both survivors and observers. This podcast is by young people, young people but for all people. This, this is, is I, I am. am. I am resilient. Welcome to our second episode of the I Am series. My name is Sharon Adon once again, and I am here with another special guest. Uh, she will introduce herself, tell us more about herself, what she does, why she is resilient. So, tell us about yourself. Okay, thanks. I'm Tony Phoebe. I'm a graduate of social work and social administration from Akai University. Uh, I say I'm resilient because I've managed to to cope up with a challenging uh, situation that I went through during my secondary school life. Uh, I'm a firstborn in a family of 12 children. And being the firstborn, I was the first one to come to school. Mm-hmm. And with uh, this education that uh, uh, my dad wasn't financially stable, he didn't have uh, enough money. So because of the courage rigidity, they have a perspective and thinking that girl-child edu- uh, girl education is not that important. Mm-hmm. So at some point when we would hustle with getting fees, we would be like, what if uh, I get you married? And some of my uncles and aunties would suggest to him, but she's now 16. He can, she can, uh, she's 16, she can be a mother. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, personally, I wanted to study hard, but uh, at some point, I felt maybe I would do Form 4, and after mm-hmm. I do what, I get married, because that was the only that available was the option. That's why I'm, I say I'm resilient, because I managed to hustle it out, mm-hmm. and here I am, I'm done with my bachelor's degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, apart from the experience of uh, going through the parents saying maybe she's 16, she can get married, what other forms of uh, violence or what experiences did you go through? Okay, the experiences I went through, first of all, mm. was that of, uh, of child marriage, of I narrowly escaped to Child marriage. Child marriage yes. uh, as I told you, being 16 and you're the firstborn uh, family, mm. I was I grew up in an environment or in a community where child marriage is seen as normal. Mm. And uh, almost all my age mates at in form three, they were dropping out to child marriage. Yes. As of now, I think we have only two who are in the same class that have managed to go up to campus. Mm-hmm. The rest of them married at form three, form four, and actually some at form in, during in their form two. So with that uh, hustling background, uh, my dad would sometimes hustle and the tuition is the fees is there, sometimes mm-hmm. it's not there. Mm-hmm. So at some point, uh, there are people would come at home like, oh, your daughter is fit for marriage. Can you, can we give you some cows? And because my dad was uh, somehow poor, I should say, mm-hmm. would look at that as an opportunity. Now, if him. I get eight cows, that can push me and I'm benefiting. So I can exchange for cows. Mm-hmm. And uh, at some point, one time my aunt had sit me down and was like, now, uh, you know, you girls, even after school, you're mm-hmm. not going to do a lot. You're not going to do mm-hmm. too much. Oh. After you're going to marry. So it's okay to drop now. The good thing you can read, 
you can write so you can okay. write your name yes you can read and write so even if you marry and there are people who didn't actually she used to give me exam me i didn't even go to p1 but uh, i'm here i'm, I'm yeah. well i have my family yeah. but uh, as uh, someone who didn't have anyone to look up to because my almost all my cousins were illiterate mm. my parents I would look at uh, some of my colleagues at school their families were okay if find their parents are educated and I feel like well I also have to study so with that uh, I didn't have to I turned a deaf ear to getting married yes and at some point I wanted to turn away from home because mm. the pressure on my dad okay for him personally he didn't want it mm-hmm. but because of the pressure, pressure from the uncle from the, from the aunties he had accepted and agreed so there was this, that guy who had agreed to pay i think 10 cows by then i think it was 2013 at 16 at 16 mm-hmm. for me to get married so when i learned of it my my mom somehow didn't support the idea because uh, the guy was a uh, drunkard something like that so i was like no even if she's to marry but not that particular mm-hmm. yes so she was like me i can help you you escape to your to your other Okay, she's my mom's sister. Okay, to your aunt. I had my aunt, my maternal aunt. Yeah. So, but uh, after my exams for form three, I performed well. One of the teachers was like, "Wow!" So I shared my challenge with the head, with one of the teachers. Yes. I think the teacher shared with the head teacher, and they gave me a half bursary. Mm-hmm. So I told my mom, "If you can only raise for me two hundred seventy." The head, in a term, yeah, because we're paying about uh, 500, 540. Yes. So the teacher would, okay, the school would top up. So I managed to get school fees for senior three and senior four. Yes. After which, uh, still, I thought my education had stopped because we didn't have money at home. And being children, 12 children, by that time, I think we were like eight or nine. So all of us were in school and uh, we had poor schools in my home area, the mm-hmm. village where mm-hmm. I come from. Mm-hmm. So we had to go to boarding schools, which are somehow expensive, expensive to my dad. Yes. So uh, after Form 4, I thought, again, education is done. My <laughs> name, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when I was still there, our results, uh, before our results were out, the one of my teachers told me about uh, Bragg. Uh, there is some organization called Brack. Brack. Yes, Brack. So mm. I applied for Brack. Uh, luckily enough, I got a first a first grade. Mm. So when I got a first grade, they took me on. They told uh, they sponsored my form five and form six. Mm. So from there, and uh, it was because of determination, because I would get a lot of this, this empowering neg- uh, negative comments. Now you, you, they would tell my dad, Yo, you're there, you're paying for, you're educating a girl child. She's not going to help you anywhere. But mm. now the problem in my family, we are eight girls and only four boys. Oh, and the boys so actually, yeah, yeah. yeah. And now you're looking at all useless people, you're, you're wasting your money. Huh? Mm. So, and the, for me, the first born to the fifth born, we are all girls. So still, it means no one of us had the, would get the chance. Mm. So I, I was like, now I would share with the, my teachers and they would tell me, if you do not manage study, none of your siblings will study. Will study. So now I, ha- I started 
uh, looking at myself as to struggle. I would try to struggle hard to be an example, example to, the, to rest. the rest. Of, yeah. So now after after I've got that sponsorship I went to school, I was like, now so it I was have, successful. Yes, it was to, a successful application. Yes, okay. yes, because they had to come home do some verification. Yes. They would look at the household. Of course, we didn't have a house. We had a grass a grass house, house by that time mm-hmm. with a. Not, no compound. Actually, the environment wasn't good enough and they realized I couldn't manage the school fees for A-levels. So they supported me for two years. After which, it's when I got government because I managed to get 19 points. But it was a hassle. You be home, you're worried now. This time when I go for holidays, will I really come back? Oh, on time, yeah. won't, maybe on time, get married. Time find your man already waiting Actually, with 20 cows. I know. So, doing from... Sixth, I never used to go back for holidays because my all my aunties were negative about it. They're like, no, you see, she's she has only form four, but she's too proud. She feels she has made it in life. So what if she now she gets to university? She will be the person who will not even be greeting <laughs> us. So she, so they were not happy about it because for them, all their aim and their target was me getting, getting married. married. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So my dear. You've shared with us the pressure of getting married. Mm-hmm. Is there any kind of uh, pressure you received apart from the marriage pressure? Uh, the other pressure maybe I received for uh, was basically from also my siblings. Because yeah. uh, now being a firstborn, everyone would be broke, be challenged. They don't have books at school. They mm-hmm. don't have uh, even the school fees as date. Mm-hmm. They would call me. Because I remember in my form five, I was studying very far from home. Uh, so they, they, I had a smoke, I had a phone, and I would keep it with the matron. Mm-hmm. So you'll be there, your sister calls me, I don't have books, my books are used up, I do not have school fees. Now they told me they've sent, they've chased me from school. And also you have those, uh, the pressure from the, Maybe from those people also who want to marry, they, they they come. You see me, I can take care of you. I can even pay your fees if you want to study. So you be there, you're confused. Okay, you pretend, okay, not pretending. You feel you know what you want, but getting to where you want to be was quite challenging. Yeah. And I had no mentors in my life. I do not have anyone to look up to because I was the firstborn. Yeah. And some of my cousins who have gone to school, they're in Rwanda, they're not in, they weren't in Uganda. Yeah. So I had no one to look up to. Apart from maybe a few teachers, and you know how sometimes teachers also don't care. So I had a lot of pressure from home, from my siblings, balancing academics. So I remember in Form 5, I used to have a lot of depression. I've been in school most of the time, I'd be crying, I'd be like, oh God, would I ever go through this this situation? Because it was really so hard. Even if I lacked scholastic materials, I didn't have anyone to call. I'd be like, now my dad is overwhelmed because of the very many children he shared he has so he can't provide for all of us and even if I lacked something I'd pretend that as if me I'm not lacking and I would spend the whole time with even without even calling my dad but I would share with a few teachers maybe they buy me books sometimes they give me some pocket money yeah that's how I managed but I had a lot of pressure I would look at ah there is a pressure I had mostly was in my high school I was in a school where most of the children were from, the students were from well-to-do families. So on visitation day, my dad, uh, I think it would cost him like 80k, 8,000 shillings, Ugandan shillings. 8,000 Ugandan shillings. Yes, 80. So from from two and four, 
that would be a lot of money. Yeah. So you would never come for visitation. Now you see all these uh, other students are being visited, their whole families with the cars, they park, they enjoy. On visitation days, I would even fall sick. Yeah, I'd be like, wow, I'm in this school. I do not have any sister, not any, any so brother, sad. no one at all. Mm -hmm. I'd, and I was a prefect. You would be there on the on the microphone calling students, ah, son, so your mother is looking for you, son, and you know what is going to be. the HM's office, yes. son, so uh -huh. your parent is at the gate. So after, mm. you go to the, I, I would go back to the dormitory and cry. Sorry. I'd be like, wow. I'd be like, now I have to work hard so that in future, my kids yeah, don't suffer. My siblings don't suffer. And up to now, I try my best. Whenever it's visitation for my siblings, I try my best. I go because sure it will torment me. Yeah. Yes, I'll be like, now, I think I'm not loved. I think my family is useless. I think I do not have any support. Mm -hmm. And I was seeing myself struggling to study, but I'm like, now, after this, where am I going to? Where will I even get money for campus? But I was. I would somehow say, let me read hard, you never know. I can go through it, I can get government. Uh, maybe I can, you never know, anyone can touch on mine. But without that, I would be so depressed. Because even getting friends in high school was very hard for me. Coming from a very poor district, a humble background, I reached the school during orientation, and I didn't have anyone that maybe were coming from the same district. People were from all the schools who were in Kampala. I was the only one from deep in Chiangkwanzi. So with that experience, I had a lot of depression. Mm -hmm. And I, I spent the whole time without even getting a friend. Because also my English by then wasn't that good. You know how when you studied in, in village, villages, yes. you could, I couldn't even express myself. So I, was, I faced a lot of challenges in my high school because of changing environment. Mm -hmm. But yet in the village where I was, yes, I would have challenges of fees, but I would feel, I would fit in the environment because the students there were all the same. Same, same yeah. street, same background, yes, maybe. Yeah. Yes, please. Mm. So how you gone through all the kind of pressure that you came from all directions? Mm -hmm. So how did this impact on you? Okay, yeah, to some extent I think it has made me someone who's strong. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember I, I used to be weak-hearted something small would happen, i cry, i be stressed. But with all uh, maneuvering and uh, uh, going through all this, it has somehow made me strong enough to overcome all the situations and challenges that I meet in my life or face in my life. Because yeah. now, uh, knowing that I have no connection, I come from a humble background, I learn to respect each and every one I meet in my life because yeah. I know, I do not know who can connect me, who is my point of entry to the next level. So because of coming from a, a humble background, I learned that I have to respect and socially interact well with each and every one I meet in my life because yes. I don't know who my next step is. I don't know who's going to connect me or link me there. So, And I tried, however much I was uh, maybe not... Uh, uh, this uh, person who was up, I used to be too humble, too calm. I would even look at you, even if I feel I would love to be your friend, I couldn't express it. So I started learning, okay, trying to be social. I talked to people, I tried to get friends. So because I knew without friends, me and my family, they would, I would, okay, it wouldn't get me anywhere. So I started embracing friendship, getting into relationship with other people, trying to to get along with anyone 
background Yes, we can be friends, we can interact, but there should be a boundary. Because there are those students uh, who would come and they're from well-to-do families, they do not care about studies. Mm. And if they are friends, you, you end up get also messing up. Yes. So I was like, wow, uh, even if I'm, um, I'm, I'm, I want maybe Sharon to be my friend, but because for her, she knows even after school, even if she doesn't uh, perform, perform well, well. Mm-hmm. she can get, get to HS, she can even go to university. university. So I would be like, now it means me, my point of entry is only reading hard. Because apart from books and reading hard, I didn't have any other social network. I didn't have, I didn't have finances and I didn't have hormone. I didn't have mentors in my life. So all the things that were happening had to the me. Yes, because yes. I remember after Form 4, I, uh, I told her I had a first grade. Yes. And I had performed well almost in all the subjects, but I even lacked guidance on what course or mm-hmm. what combination to do mm-hmm. for my A-level. Yes. Now you would reach and be like, oh, I do Hague. Now should I do sciences? Will I manage them? Mm-hmm. I remember my first course I wanted to do, okay, my first combination I wanted to do PEM. That's physics, economics, and mathematics. Yes. Now I'm like, now these science courses are not that easy. I'll take on this course, and in the middle somewhere I get maybe 10 points or even six or even because there are some there are some courses that are not uh, that easy. Yes. And since I knew I didn't, I couldn't get most of the school requirements. What for the science courses? I had to go for arts, but. Uh, I only went for that because I lacked guidance. I was just studying. I didn't know what I wanted to become, but I was struggling. I just want to become someone great, but I didn't have direction. Like you said, you had no one to look at yes. you, no one to mentor you mm. and all that. So I didn't have direction. I was just studying to pass. Then I go to the next level. So when I reach the next level, it's when I be like, now, yes, I've come to what am I going to do? And I do that course without also in mind of what, which, com- which course now do I want to do for university. university yeah, so that's, that's how challenging my life was. I lacked direction. I would just maneuver through things, but I really didn't have a sense of direction. Just that I had that determination. I want to be great. I want to be exemplary. I want at some point my family stand and be like, Oh, if they need any help, they need any support, Phoebe is there for us. Yeah, but I didn't have direction. Indeed, Phoebe is, is resilient. I can say you are resilient. Whatever you said, whatever we've talked about, it shows a lot of resilience in you. So, Phoebe, mm. uh, apart from the support of the teachers, did you have any other person to support you? Did you have someone who would stand with you during this time? Uh, well, uh... I doubt there was any support. Mm. Apart from maybe sometimes, okay, the, my parents are somehow religious. Mm. Okay, after me challenging them and showing them me, I'm not interested in getting married. Mm. And I said, no, to child marriage, I refused, mm. I resisted. 
after my performance when i got a past grade in senior for the some also motivated mm-hmm. so when i get the 19 points in form 5 form 6 mm-hmm. now the attitude towards girl child education started to change okay. so now i would be there hustling but that my parents now were somehow supportive would go be like now that i need this and that i can get a first class i can do this so somehow they also became supportive in the in in, in the, on uh, along the way because uh, mm-hmm. you're saying wow maybe you never know she will, she will succeed you never know she might have a bright future so my dad's attitude towards education started changing actually now he's one of, in my village is the only one who's positive about the girl education. education though i'm trying also to sensitize any uh, some old other parents in the, my community mm-hmm. but she's actually number one who also be like you see my girl is becoming someone great my daughter is becoming important she's some of you 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 see her because i remember my form six i got 19 points mm-hmm. and uh it was published in the newspapers and mm-hmm. those people were so even on tvs so the whole village started coming say hey wow education is good so they are embracing that mm-hmm. and uh mm-hmm. so the teachers the, the teachers are the ones who helped me and supported me mostly but also maybe now at uh, after my area even my parents somehow became supportive and now up to now whenever my dad has something has some problems maybe he needs some support or he needs uh, he's going to make certain decisions you have to call me uh, Phoebe, i was looking for school maybe one of okay, your siblings has finished form four now which school do you think so he's positive about education teacher, now yeah. and he really encourages other parents to do but without the support of the teachers no i didn't have any other support because i didn't know anyone yeah. I have two uncles who have at least gone to school but they are all in Rwanda and my cousin brother and they were staying in Rwanda. Mm. So they would rarely come to Uganda and I didn't have any other family member to talk to. Mm. Then also coming from a humble village and a humble district, a poor district, you don't have like mem- you don't have neighbors who are maybe who have made it maybe you would look up to, you would be the first one everything you go you are the pioneer you are the mm. pioneer so I really didn't tell anyone to help me. Okay. So Phoebe, what message would you have for a young person growing up and going through the same story that you went through? Uh, the only message I would have for, for young people is being determined. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much Phoebe for joining us today. It was a pleasure having you. To our audiences, you've heard Phoebe is resilient. And to the young girls, you can resist child marriage. You can make it like Phoebe has made it up to the university. She has finished her education and she has inspired a number of girls even in her village. So thank you so much for watching us today. We can't wait for the next episode. Thank you. Thank you for listening in today. If you or someone you know is facing such violence and needs help, please check in the episode description for resources. This podcast is part of Play Talk Change, a virtual conference around serious gaming, research and gender-based violence. Follow us on social media and check us on our website for other updates. If you would like to come on the podcast and share your story, please email us at playtalkchange.ni3@gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe and register for the conference.